coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're talking kitchen gadgets again. We didn't conclude everything we wanted to talk about, so we're back with the sequel, talking about everything from cutting boards and cheese graters to whatever Matt's got in his brain, who knows. But if it's in the kitchen, we're going to discuss it coming up now on Up for Debate. This is Up for Debate, episode number 78, recorded April 6th, 2017. Kitchen Gadgetry, the sequel. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the show that um, quite literally will talk about anything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our our head chef, our sous chef, our saucier, Mr. Matt. Well, which one is it? Is it the head chef or the sous chef? Well, we'll see how you do during the episode, and maybe you'll get the promotion <laughs> of head chef. We'll see. Right now, you're just on the line with the other cooks. Okay. I used to be a big... Did did you ever watch Hell's Kitchen? Of course. I used to be a big fan of that show. That show was great. It was great. It's still on, apparently. I don't know. I was just going to say, like anything else with the Food Network, it starts out pretty great, and then it gets pretty crappy. Yeah. Pretty fast. Yeah. That was a fun one. Uh, Yeah. Uh, That was great. Iron Chef was great. You had a lot of great um, chop lot was of fun for, for a little chop. while. Yeah, chop was fantastic. Um, I happen to be a, I happen to like cut ro- cutthroat kitchen. Sure. I know that it's not it's no chopped and it's no uh, Hell's Kitchen, but I think it's pretty cool still, nonetheless. Sure. Uh, God, those are some good good competition competitive cooking shows, and ones they would never let us on. See that's the thing is I liked about I liked about um the thing I liked about Cutthroat Kitchen is that it like it, you had those little challenges right like the little things that that made your cooking job harder like you had to cook wearing your oven mitts like all the time or like you had to uh, have your body saran wrapped before you started cooking or so you had to cut out of it or something or whatever it was. You know, I always thought I, I, they didn't do this, they, and I don't know if they would do this as a challenge. I, I thought they should take there should be one challenge where um, an onion has to be placed next to you the entire time you're cooking, like a like a cut open onion, so that it like makes you cry the whole time. Oh, that's a good one because that's I think that's the toughest challenge in the kitchen is is chopping onions. I oh god, it gets me every time. Even thinking about it is. My eyes are starting to burn. I, I feel like Cutthroat Kitchen is one of those ideas that back when we were roommates, we would have tried to emulate in our own kitchen to great harm to ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we would have had like you got to turn the uh, the stovetop on and put both hands on the top of the stovetop and burn both of your hands before you start cooking. Um, and, this, and it's one of those things where we're like, Matt, no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Oh, great times. Well, Matt, we're we're back and we got more kitchen gadgets to discuss. I thought we've I've already gone and spent all my money. I can't afford to pick up any more kitchen gadgets. Well, that's unfortunate, Sean, because I have just the kitchen gadget that you need to buy. This is like a bad QVC show. Coming up in our next hour. All right. What we, you need to buy is I found this pepper grinder, right? Uh-huh. Now let's see if you can find a picture for the folks at home. Okay. It, it's it's a pepper grinder. That instead of cranking it, okay, all you do is there's like a little lever at the top and you just flip the lever over and it grinds. It just like grinds it. It's so fantastic. Um, I found it at Sur La Table. So if you need an idea of where you could find it, Sur La Table. Yeah, I found it right here. Uh, yeah, you got it? I do. The Kun Raikon cool. high output. They call it a ratchet mill. If you can, that makes it. sense. Yeah, I'll put up on screen for the folks watching the video. Um, it looks pretty neat. How how's that better or worse than any other pepper dispensing product? Well, it just it's more of an aesthetic thing, really. It, it just it's like flipping that thing over is is so satisfying. It just goes and it makes like a little satisfying little something like that, and it. Mm. Uh, it's just an aesthetic thing. You don't need one by any means. I mean, you can get along just as good with it with a normal pepper grinder, but... Oh, well, it looks pretty easy to use. I use a lot of 
pepper in my cooking. I don't use a lot of salt. I try to not use a lot of salt, but um Dude. But I would good. I would like to to get a pepper grinder at some point. Um but I also know they have the electric ones if you're feeling real badass about it. <laughs> they do. Would that make me kind uh, of a tool but, if I got one? That's kind of what you're implying with your That's that is yeah. That's yeah. almost that's exactly what I was implying. Okay. You hit the nail on the head. Uh I don't think anybody's shown an electric pepper grinder. That's a little that's a little too much. You'd be a little extra if you had a uh electric pepper grinder. Mm. A little bit extra. Um but I'll tell you what's not a little bit extra. Uh honey spoon? What did we call it? A honey Oh shit. Honey dip honey, honey dipper. dipper. Honey dipper. Yeah. Yes. It actually sounds like a mild insult now that I say it. Mm-hmm. You dang honey dipper. Yes. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't see myself ever owning one, but they look cool. Uh, a honey, honey dipper. Dippers. Well, but it only works if you have like a large bowl of honey or something. You need like such a quantity of honey to use that with. It's not very practical for your average person. I disagree. I think if you had a simple jar of honey, it would work just fine. Honey is a pain in the ass to get out of the container. Mm. It's very sticky. And it's not as um, it doesn't have the same viscosity as syrup, so like you need a honey dipper. Yeah, especially when you're nearing the end of the bottle, that can be an absolute pain. I think the honey dipper will actually save you money in the long run because rather than buying a new jar of honey, you can just keep using that honey until you get to the bitter, bitter end. (laughs) Honey left. You sound so bitter about that. I do. Um. I don't really use that much honey anymore, which is sad. I used to put it on all my chicken nuggets and uh, when I was a kid, whenever I was a kid and had chicken nuggets, I always, always, always put honey on them. That was my preferred topping of choice. And then I guess I evolved to like putting barbecue sauce and ketchup and stuff, but I don't know. I always used to really like honey with chicken nuggets. So that I don't, I mean, I don't have chicken nuggets very often anymore. Because so you're I don't an really adult. Because I'm an adult, and I don't really have. So that means I don't really have an occasion to use honey that no, much. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not Who super really useful. Really uses honey? Bees. Bee, well, bees make honey. Well, they use it. They use it as their food. Right. That's what they use honey for. Oh my god, we're so in the weeds. Back out. Reverse of the truck. Put it in reverse. We got to get out of the situation bees do we ever do an episode about bees we and we will never do an episode about bees that's my commitment to the listener <laughs> i promise you i will if matt ever comes to me and says sean we're doing an episode about bees no that's that's going in the in the recycle bin with um what was your other idea bridges and tunnels was always one of my favorite <sighs> suggestions you ever made and i'm like matt explain to me how we can talk for 40 minutes on bridges and tunnels i still think it would be a good topic one of us could read a lot about bridges and the other one could read a whole bunch about famous we tunnels. We can battle them, which is better, a bridge or a tunnel? Oh, God, obviously, it's a tunnel. The funny thing tunnels is you're, are- you're wrong. It's a bridge. No, it's a yes. tunnel. No, it's a tunnel. way Unequivocally better. a bridge. Bridges Not suck. Even close. Br- bridges suck. Tunnels suck. suck. No, tunnels I'm afraid suck. of heights. I hate bridges. And I'm afraid of being crushed underground. So, you know, it's a... it's a. Well, you just pretend like you're not underground. And you pretend you're pretend- not on, on a bridge. Suck it up. God. It's a lot more difficult to pretend you're not on a bridge, Sean. Well, I'm so sorry it doesn't help you, but, you know, it's also a lot easier and cheaper to build a bridge than it is a tunnel, so... It is a lot cheaper, but it's worth it in the long run to build tunnels. Is it? They're... Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it is. Anyway, well, <laughs> let us... Um, Apply to the folks at home. Let us let us uh, advocate one thing from your list that you have on the list that you made for this episode. Hey, but you want me to advocate for it? Like people should buy it? I should recommend it? Well, give me give me your under, over, or appropriate on something on my list. Yes. By the way, I just bought one of those pepper grinders. So thank you, Matt. Um, <laughs> Did you really? I did on Amazon. Yeah, so that'll be here. Oh my god! Yeah. Will this work with other things? Can I get you to impulse? I'm not sending it to your house, so no. No, I know, I know. But can I like? Oh, you can. I do that on Don't Panic all the time. Colby and Dan recommend stuff, and I just end up buying it. And I'm like, I bought it. 
Very it's impulsive. It's pretty dangerous. No, they no. I've been wanting. I know. I've been wanting to get one anyway. I just didn't know which one to get. And I said, if it's good enough for Matt, it's good enough for me. I did not buy an electric walk after the last episode. That is one I avoided. I have an electric. I don't. I actually don't own one of those pepper things. I just saw it in the store. I thought it was cool. Shut up! Don't one. do that. No, I didn't. Have, I don't. I have a regular little pepper. Actually, you want to see my pepper thing? It's right here. It's oh my fox. god! You just got me to buy something you don't even own. What if it's terrible? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what is wrong? You made it sound like you owned one. No, I tried it out in the store and I thought it was really cool, but it was way too damn expensive. Oh. It, they wanted like twenty bucks for it. Are you crazy? I'm not paying twenty. Can I cancel that? <laughs> Hello, Amazon. Oh, Hang hey, on. Al. Can I can I cancel that order? Oh, it, it's great. No, you should buy it. it it's really it is really cool. And um, yeah, Too late I, now. I, I think it'd be cool. I'll try it out when I come visit. Oh my god, shame fun. on you, Matt. No, I, no, I, I can give you a kitchen item that I absolutely love and I use all the time, and I think every kitchen need one, but not everyone has one. You ready? I am ready. Mixing bowls. How does not every kitchen have a mixing bowl? Not every kitchen has has mixing bowls. Well, multiple mixing bowls. What do you what do you use your hands like it's the 18th century or something? No, but they just if do it in like one? no, they do it in like regular smaller bowls or like in pots. No, like separate bowls just for mixing. You're talking about those like stainless steel metal bowls. You can get them in plastic too. But yeah, yeah the, the ones but, that are a little bigger. Mm, you, you know, I have them in a couple different sizes. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that, except you buy them outside of the mixer. You just have bowls. They're yeah. just bowls. And you can and you like, mix. catch them. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Is that something I, everyone has? Actually, I don't know if I have a mixing bowl now that you mention it. I, I mean, my I, my mom has a mixing bowl that I used to use when I lived at her house, but I don't think I own one. So maybe I should get it. They're great. Bowl. And they're not, they're not very expensive. Really you can get the plastic ones, and they're pretty reasonably priced. But I love cooking with mine, not just to mix stuff in, but you can use them for... I, I marinade stuff like it stuff can sit in it like or I use it it's it's this is a Rachel Ray thing I didn't come up with this I'm stealing it from her a garbage bowl is what she calls it but that's where like if you're like doing stuff and you have to throw stuff away you just toss it in a bowl instead of going to the trash can or the garbage disposal every time so like all like if you're peeling something you put the peels in there if you're chopping like oh. the ends off you put it in there and you just fill the bowl with crap and then Holy throw it cow, away when that- you're done it saves you a lot of time that is a great idea. It, it is. does save you a lot of time. And what's funny is that Rachel is Rachel Ray's cookware line sells a dedicated garbage bowl, but spoiler alert, it's just a regular bowl. Um so don't yeah. <laughs> don't pay Rachel Ray prices for, for her garbage bowl. Get a regular bowl and put garbage in it. Um Total. So no, I'm a big fan of, of mixing bowls. That's I I know I that's a, one of the new things I bought when I moved here and um I get a lot of use out of them. So that's a yeah, mixing bowls. That's are great. a good one, and the other the other one I really get a lot of use out of is Matt. When what do you store your leftovers in? Tupperware, tup plastic Tupperware. Yes. Okay. Are you ready to upgrade your life? I'm absolutely ready. Are you going to tell me like stainless steel Tupperware? Or no, something? glass, Space glass, technology? Pyrex. Get the good stuff. Oh, Matt. yes, I do. I have. Okay. I have glass. Yes, I do. I do have glass everywhere. I, I love it. I love, love it, it, but I'm afraid to use it. <laughs> Stop living your life in fear, Matt. <laughs> I do. I, I use it very, very sparingly because I don't want to ruin it. And I, I do, but I love it. I do love it? glass. How would you? How like would you ruin it? If I like use it too much and it gets worn out or it's, dirty, or it's glass. Like, uh, or if I drop it and it breaks well, or that's, something, yeah, that's possible. But they're they're supposed to be shatter resistant. Now you're not supposed to. I, I, I just learned this the other day. You're not supposed to microwave plastic. Did you know that? Yeah, no, you're really... Microwaving plastic is bad for you. So the glass Tupperware can actually save your life because you microwave the glass Tupperware instead. Well, the the best thing about glass is you can do literally anything with it, right? Because it's safe for the microwave, it's safe for the oven, it's safe for the freezer, it's safe for the dishwasher. There's literally almost no limit to what you can do with glass other than shatter it. So, I am a I am a big fan of the uh, of my Pyrex. That's that's one I do <laughs> recommend to people. You're breaking up a little bit, Matt. We we've lost you here for a second. We're gonna we're gonna give him a minute. Other than chatter. Okay. Are you there, Matt? Matt. Blue, blue. 
Hello? Yes, hello. Okay, you're back. We lost you for a minute there. I'm back. Yes, it, I just had the best time. Um, so it just went into slow motion, and you made a really funny face while we were in slow motion. Yeah. But it was actually just our, our feed dying slowly. But we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. Yeah, I, so you were saying about anything It's you know other than shattering it. The glass it's basically indestructible, it. assuming you don't drop it. Yeah, pretty much. So pretty much, it's pretty pretty great. Um, I happen to like the. It just kind of like just feels better. I don't know. I like eating out of the glass Tupperware more than the plastic. I think it also. I think the lid just stays that stays on better. It might keep the food fresher. I love freezing in mine. I freeze if I have like um I what I do is I make uh, slow cooker um burrito filling with chicken and rice and beans and stuff and I make too much for any span of so I freeze a bunch of it in my Pyrex. Freeze is great and reheats real easy in the Pyrex and it, it, freezing in plastic is a nightmare. Um yes it is. It's really great for that. Well, plastic expands and well, what happens, is, what, what I find is, and this has actually happened to me before, I used to do it in plastic, and if you put too much, especially if it's more liquid, if you put too much, obviously the liquid expands when it freezes, it'll literally shatter the plastic. That's yep. happened to me before. So, with the glass, obviously it won't, and, but I mean, you gotta leave a little room for expansion, but um, but no, it freezes up much better. Yeah, it's definitely the, the a good way to go. Uh, I also like that, I don't know if the plastic ones do this, but... The glass ones come with like, uh, I guess the pla- some of the plastics ones like they they come with like these um, these lids that snap on just so easily, mm-hmm. just so nice. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I think yeah, glass Tupperware is the way to go. And I'll I'll give people a pro tip here. Um, if you're interested in picking up some glass, look for a Pyrex outlet store. They actually have outlet stores, and the prices are pretty good there um, compared to buying them at full, at full retail price. Um, I that's where I got mine, um, and they it's all it's a whole store just full of the glass stuff in every size, shape, configuration you can imagine, uh, and the prices are pretty solid. So um, see if there's an outlet store near you. Absolutely. Pro tip. Um, what about you, Matt? You've got something else, or should I should I keep going? Um, I have a little something over oh, here that right. I'd like to mention. Um, I think it's worth it's worth a mention. It's not a big deal. Um, you don't really need this, but it's very cheap, very affordable, and it it just makes your life a little bit easier. Sean, are you a fan of bananas? No. Well, <laughs> if you if you if in an alternate well, universe, hey, Matt, ask me again. Uh, no, ask me again. Sean, are you a fan of bananas? Absolutely. Are, would you would you say that you are bananas for bananas? I would say I'm I'm just full of bananas. I'm just B A N A N A S. This shit is bananas. <laughs> I think you're full of baloney. Oh, but anyway, okay. If you happen to be a fan of bananas, uh, then you would really appreciate. A banana holder. Oh, you mean like one of those with the little hook that you... So they're suspended in the air? Oh, yes. That's exactly what I mean. The banana holder is a tremendous invention. I I picked it up one day at a Walmart when I was going to buy some bananas at the store, at at the Walmart. And it was an impulse buy. It was only like like three bucks or something. But it was... It's so cool. It, It prevents the bananas from getting bruised. Wow, because the bananas, you know, like naturally they hang from trees. So this banana holder kind of mimics that that tree hanging behavior. Are you if you're showing us something, Matt, we can't see your video. I'm not showing. No, I'm, okay. I'm plugging my computer. In. Oh, OK, I didn't I don't know what you're doing. I've killed video feed. Because That's it, fine. It, it was no it was being a problem. Yeah, but Matt, isn't this kind of like one of those first world problems where it's like you're so American that your bananas can't sit on the counter like everyone else around the world? To be fair, though, isn't everything that we're talking about in terms of kitchen appliances 
Kind of like fixing a first world to, problem. To be fair, I did talk about buying a bowl just to put your garbage in. So <laughs> on second thought, I'm going to retract that statement. So, yeah. Um, back to the banana holder. Uh, it's a pre- it's pretty cool. I, I never knew that I needed a banana holder before. And you know what? I still don't. I don't really think I need one. <laughs> but it's just kind of nice to have. Well, they're cool yeah, looking you know too. What, you know what the best thing of all is what? about a banana holder? I think it it adds character to your kitchen. It adds, it gives it a little bit of personality, flair. Sure. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the, the bananas used to just sit out on the countertop. I was like a barbarian, but now my, my banana. I'm more civilized. I have the bananas on a holder. And you know what's great about fruit is it's so colorful and fun to display. I think you have a lot of. I I um I'm a big fan uh fan of the show Colby, uh, and his apartment actually has a hanging fruit. Um, it's like a two, two height, uh, fruit bowl that you can keep citrus in, um, and other, other decorative things. There's so many ways to display your pretty fruit. Yeah. Of course you have to have totally. fruit. The, to only, put in the it. only problem with that is that if it's not refrigerated, it, it can, it can go bad pretty fast. Sure. But I agree. Displaying your fruit and you know what? It might encourage you to eat fruit more often. Yeah. If you see it out on the countertop, you might grab it you as know, a snack. I really got to be honest. Again, first world problems. I always forget. I buy apples and I forget I have them and they go bad in my crisper drawer because I never see them. So yeah. maybe that's what I need to do is get a bowl for for apples. Uh, I think that would be a great idea. A bowl for apples wow. or any other fruit you have. Um, I happen to really like apples and bananas and you know what i just bought the other day now that i'm thinking about it and this can kind of lead into another kitchen product i bought a navel orange okay have you ever had a navel orange before? i I have had a navel orange what is the biggest problem with oranges I don't, they're too heavy? I don't know. The biggest problem with oranges is that you can't juice them. So what you need... Well, you, you can't juice a, them. A juice. Well, you can juice them, but it's it, you have to peel it first, right? Well... Do you have a, do you have a juicer? Of, oh, hang on. First of all, are you fresh juicing oranges all of a sudden? Is this like a thing? Uh, no, but I would like to start. I think that would be great. But no, um, I don't can, have a juicer. No, you can get a manual, like, you a non-electric orange juicer that you just do by hand. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, uh, do you happen to have one of those in your kitchen? I do not. Um, I don't I don't keep enough fresh fruit in the house to do it. Although now you're kind of... In, you're going to give me spend so much money, Matt. Seriously. I was just going to say, do you want to no, look... You know what I really on? want? Have you ever used or seen the industrial-sized orange juice-making machines with a big bucket of oranges on top? And the oranges fall into the machine and, and will create fresh-squeezed juice for you out of this giant machine? Fresh squeeze. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you can, you can kind of use it with... Um, other things too, right? Besides yeah, but like oranges. the ones they have in like restaurants and like the the where they put a whole basket, a whole bucket of oranges on top. The industrial ones. I want one of those, but I don't really have the uh, space. No, um, you got to be pretty darn dedicated. Pre- oh, look, Amazon has one for six hundred and twelve dollars. Let me show the folks at home what I'm talking about. I don't know, Matt. I think maybe I should get it. I think you should just get it. Just buy it. Just what what the hell? It does four you to seven glasses once, right? per minute. It can squeeze 20 to 22 oranges per minute. Wow. That's crazy. I can make so How many much glasses juice. Can you produce? Four to seven a minute. God. Yeah, think about that. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm You have me wanting orange juice now. I have like a, <laughs> a hankering. Anchoring for orange juice. No, but Matt, I think you should get a um, a, a, an orange juice machine. And there's a lot of different ones you can get, whether it's a, like a hand press, whether it's it's a twist sort of uh, citrus juicer and strainer. Yeah, you, you've got a lot of options, well, and they're not they're not crazy expensive. 
Yeah. You just have to get oranges. Not a bad idea. Oh, that's that sounds fun. I just I don't. You probably have to. How many oranges do you think it takes you to get a glass? Oh, I would say at least like six. A full glass, I would say at least eight. Yeah, I was gonna go with eight. Yeah, you're gonna have to get a lot of oranges. That's kind of the problem. But that's that's why you would get a professional juicer because then you can mix in other things, right? You wouldn't just put in oranges. You put another. If you get if you get a specific citrus juicer, then you're kind of limited. If you get a full juicer, then you can put in all sorts of carrots and all sorts of other. Make make it a a a mix of fruit juices, and vegetable yeah. juices. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. But no, I don't yeah. need a lot of. I don't know. Maybe maybe if you had this giant ass machine, you would be more inclined to drink orange juice freshly squeezed. Absolutely. Well, and I've talked about. I think I talked on the last episode of this. We did the um, my purchase of a, a citrus squeezer for cooking. Did I talk about that? The zester, right? Yeah, no, 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 not, no, 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 not the zester. Outside of the zester, maybe I didn't talk about it. It's 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 like a little clamshell device. It almost looks like I guess like a nutcracker, except except instead of putting the nut in between the swinging arms, you put a piece of citrus um, sliced in half. Like a, I use it for lemons, for lemon juice when I and lime juice when I'm cooking, uh, and you just it's just a manual. You just squeeze the levers together and squeeze the juice out. And those are like you can get those for five or ten bucks. I mean they're really reasonable, um, and it's really great. Like I make a not bragging. I make a great uh, shrimp linguine recipe, but it requires a lot of lemon juice, but I like it fresh. So I just buy the lemons and I squeeze it myself. The problem is it's very manual and you, I don't think you get as much juice out of it as you would an actual device made for, you know, you, you could make orange juice out of it. I feel very confident about that, but I don't think you, it would be as efficient as getting like an actual device designed to, to suck the juices out of it. Just the cool thing about that is that you get to mix your own juices. So if you wanted lemonade and orange juice, like freshly squeezed, yeah, and like throws, you could also throw pineapple in there. And sure. Like yeah, you kind of just Lots make your own juicers. Ju- do I mean it's the same with you know I went back and forth for a while when I moved and I was picking up a lot of appliances. I went back and forth on a uh, on a blender because I, for a while I was like you know I would like to do. Of course, everyone says it. I'd, uh, I'd like to all have a smoothie every day if I get a blender, and you know, then no one ever does. But I went back and forth because you can do a lot if you have the the equipment to do it. You can get a juicer is going to be, be more beneficial for if you're doing vegetables, I think, and things like that. But if you're just doing fruit, I mean, you could certainly do it in a blender. Um, it, but that's you're not going to get it as fine if you're looking for a juice. That's it's going to be a little chunkier. Um, but if you're okay with that, you could do it in a blender too. Hmm. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't buy a blender. That's a tough one. There just aren't that many uses, I think, for a blender. Um, I really like a blender for milkshakes. Oh sure, I would love to get one of the. What do they call the? What do they call the dedicated milkshake machine? You know what I'm talking about with the silver tin, and it's got the oh, little the yeah. little arm. Um, you I'm get li- in. Yeah, it's like I'm a literally diner. looking up milkshake maker. Yeah, they call it a, a a drink mixer or a milkshake mixer, where it's the um or a hand blender. That's what they call them. Where it's you hold it in your hand, and it's just got the little metal kind of thing that goes down, and instead of it, and actually they're really although I don't know if these are any good, but they're like thirty bucks. They're really reasonable. Yeah, on Amazon, I get an industrial one for five hundred bucks, and it can make three at a time. I'm just going to open my own restaurant, I think, in my apartment. Did you say 300 at a time? No, three. It's got three metal tins. So you can make three at a time. It'll it'll crank out three at a time. Yeah. Run your own little business there. My own ice cream shop out of my house. Get one for your your work. I I actually do kind of want to get... That'll make work fun. I do kind of want to get one of the single ones. All the time. These are great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 30 bucks. Drink mixer. In all chrome. Damn, that's slick. Man, Matt, stop getting me to spend money. Jesus. I'm going to be broke. Can we, just, can we make that the theme of this podcast from now on? 
Matt tries to get Sean to buy to, to and buy can, thing. And at the end of each episode, we have like a grand total, and and you see how high <laughs> you can get at each episode. Be like, today we got Sean to spend three hundred and eighty-six dollars. Tune in next week yeah. to see if we can get him to spend more. And then we, yeah, that would be very easy to get corporate sponsorship for. Oh, I'll show. Look, if Hamilton Beach wants to send me a free Drink Master drink mixer, I will Absolutely. tell people how great a milkshake it makes all day long. <laughs> all day long. Are you kidding me? Oh my God, and you can even get the little, the glass, the ice cream soda glass with the long spoons. Amazon's got it. Ice, they got, like, a, whole, they yeah. got a whole set. Crazy straw. You ever drink out of a crazy straw? I, it's more crazy than practical. I never was a big it's fan of, of the all, crazy it's, straw. It's very entertaining. It is. Yeah, it's fun for a little bit. Not good for a milkshake. Oh my god, not at all good for a milkshake. Yeah, I don't know. I that's pretty much exclusively what I would use. Really, it it's I a little thick use, though, isn't it? A little thick for a crazy straw. Yeah, whenever I was sick, that was my go-to thing. I would get a I would, milkshake like, out of a crazy straw. Milkshake out of a crazy straw. That is crazy. Would be my drink. Uh, the crazy straw would just be entertaining. Like, I don't know. It's one of the little things that I miss. Put a smile on sick Matt's face. Yep. Hashtag 90s kid. Hashtag 90s kids will remember. Ten times yeah. you're, you're, you're a 90s kid. You drank your milkshake out of a crazy straw. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fun. I forgot about those. There's so many of these just weird kitchen gadget shits. It's kind of unbelievable. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you know, the other thing that um, that I actually really recently purchased because I was doing the upgrade, and I got to ask you, Matt, what type of cutting board are you a, are you a wood guy, a glass guy, a plastic guy? Um... I really, I, I, I go for the, uh, I go for like the hard plastic cutting boards. The hard um, plastic. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, uh, sure. I don't know. It's, and so it's something about the wood. I like the wood cutting boards. I just don't think they're very easy to wash afterwards. Um, and I think that they're also kind of expensive. It's really more, I would argue, it's a little more for appearance than it is for practicality. Especially because you can't put them in the dishwasher. For me, that's a deal breaker. Um, that's what I mean. Yeah, totally. The, where there's the plastic, you can. But one thing I did learn, this was a good tip. Someone someone told me this once, and I totally agree with them. Everyone should own two cutting boards. And ideally, they should be two different types of cutting boards so you can easily tell them apart. And you use right. one for meats and one for fruits and vegetables. Yeah, that um, absolutely. For food, for food safety reasons, right? So you don't cross-contaminate. Um, and so I have a wood one you just use for... Fruits and vegetables should probably be on the wood one because you don't want the wood grain to absorb the meat juices and do meat on plastic. Like, I have a plastic and I have a glass, and I use the glass for meats and the plastics for vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, and that tends to work pretty well. Yeah. I really want to learn knife technique. Are you a, are you a good uh, knife technique person when you're in the kitchen? You know I don't want to brag. Um, I, I'm getting a lot better, and I didn't I didn't really do any tutorials or anything. It's probably trial and error, and one of those things that if a chef saw me, they're like, "Why do you do it that way?" But I feel a lot better than I used to be. You just have to have the right knives. Yes, like if you if you, knives are huge. If you huge just shift. have, it's not even like high quality. It's just the right types. Like you need a chef's knife that sort of larger. It's hard to describe, but the one with a little more height that you can chop stuff with, the, a multi-use chef's knife. I use mine for everything, and I used to do it with, like, a steak knife or whatever, you know, whatever I had in the kitchen drawer. And if you have the right knives, you're in good shape. That's why a great advice given to me once was that don't go out and buy one of those 10-piece knife sets because they're, they tend to not be as good, and they're more expensive because they give you a bunch of knives you don't need. All you really need for knives, pro tip... You need a chef's knife, and that's your biggest one, and you're going to want to spend probably the most on that because uh, that's one you're going to use the most. You need a paring knife for smaller stuff or more detailed stuff, especially for cutting some certain vegetables. A legitimate meat knife, usually serrated, for cutting through um, tougher, either uncooked or cooked meats that are a little tougher to get through. And if you're feeling generous, 
you can pick up a, either a carving knife or a bread knife, and there are a couple others you can get on top. But really, you need chef's knife, paring knife, and a, and a serrated hardcore meat knife. And if you can get those three, that will cover 90% of your knife needs. Yeah, and then you're in business. And then you're in business. And you can... Sp- and you can your money is going to go farther because you're only buying three knives. You can get better of those rather than 10 crappier knives. Yeah. Uh, now, is there a particular company or brand that you'd like to, um, <laughs> that I'd like to recommend? Um, mm-hmm. no, because I'm not an expert. I would point people like I did, um, last time we did the show to, uh, the sweet home which is the fantastic website that reviews everything. I bought their knives pick and I was extremely, and I continue to be extremely happy with what I bought. In fact, um, my mother liked my paring knife so much. I went and bought her and sent her one because she liked it so much. I will say that my serrated, what they call a utility knife or a meat knife and my paring knife both come from, um, they're Swiss knives. They're, how do you pronounce it? Victorinox. And I've been very happy, and my chef's knife, um, let me see if I can, for some reason it's not coming up on my Amazon search history, Hmm. Um, but that was, it's, um, it's, I believe, Japanese. Yes, my, uh, oh boy, my Tohiru, um, it's an 8.2 inch uh, chef's knife. The one thing I haven't figured out is how to keep it sharp. That's yeah. that's the only thing I because I've noticed it's starting not to necessarily chip, but to um, but it's going to start to lose. I gotta I gotta figure out. I gotta do some research because there are certain ways you're supposed to do it, um, and um, and I'm not entirely certain how that is. But I will say, I mean, I spent the the Tahiro I bought is not the nicest knife you can get. Um, it's like the cheap version of a nice knife and I spent like 55 bucks on it. I mean, you really, if you're, you can't spend $20 on a knife and expect it to be good. You really got to put your money's worth, but I have unequivocally gotten my money's worth out of my chef's knife. I use it every time I cook. That's how I, and I, you know how like the chefs, they, you know, when they're trying to dice up things and they do it quickly with the knife and they, I've gotten pretty good at that. Cause you got to have the chef's knife. That's the trick. Yeah. Um, I, I always, I always see the, the chefs chopping vegetables on TV. I get very jealous that they're able to, they have so much control over the knife. It's very impressive. Yep. Yep. Um, I I guess the knife, the knife makes a pretty big difference. Yeah. It does. It does. Like I said, the, the sweet home, uh, honestly, all the tips I'm giving you, I learned from, they have a very nice long blog post about what knives to buy and why you need them and what you need to look for. And I recommend if you're interested, go check them out. But really, like I said, a, a good chef's knife will really make a big difference in your, in your kitchen and in your cooking. And to be honest, I don't, I, I don't believe that people need any kind of fancy training to use knives. It just comes with experience. The one thing I'm, I was considering getting after I cut myself pretty good with the, um, with my carving knife was um, Kevlar gloves. Are you familiar with these, Matt? Kevlar gloves for cooking? Kevlar gloves for cooking. This is a real thing. Uh, some chefs use them. Um, and you can buy them for your home. And they it's almost, it's kind of like a modern version of chain mail in a lot of ways. And they're gloves and you get a pair. And you, they're cut resistant. Um, and you can't, you can't cut through them. And you wear them when you're cutting and slicing to prevent from, you know, cutting your fingers off. Yeah, Kev. Look at that Kevlar cooking gloves. Yep, and they're not they're not outrageously expensive, but um, <laughs> but I did I did I oh I showed you post Super Bowl that nice cut I had on my finger. Yes, uh, and I am yeah. I am so afraid that I am so clumsy in the kitchen. I make a mess when I cook. I get shit. There's like splatter on the walls and stuff on the floor, like. I'm a total mess when I cook, and I'm so afraid one of these times I'm just not going to be paying attention and I'm going to slice my finger real nice. Mm. Um, and so I've been going back and forth about picking up a pair of these. Very good. Um, yeah, these look pretty cool. These look pretty secure. You, now, my, my, my issue here is, though, it won't like uh, contaminate the food in any way, right? 
No, I shouldn't. I don't know how you... Uh, it says they're machine washable. I don't know how you wash them. That's a good question. Because um, you're, you're right. You don't want cross-contamination. Honestly, and they're not... They're, what, 12 bucks is were the ones I was looking at. Um, I would almost get two pairs and use one for meat and one for vegetables. Um, that might be overkill. But, you know, you really got to be careful. Or just wear them with vegetables and dough because meat you're not going to cut in the same way you do vegetables you're not going to be like finely chopping where the knife's close to your hand so i probably wouldn't even i would probably just use them for vegetables and in that case you don't have to worry too much about cross-contamination so i I don't think you'd have to worry too too much about them being uh super clean okay so something something i'm thinking about we'll see matt when you when you come down here in a couple weeks i'll i'll cook you dinner with, with, right. my, with my fancy i made i made over the weekend shrimp and asparagus risotto which is a one of the few things i make really well very nice that's one thing about texas we've got fantastic shrimp Brazil. and crawfish yeah um all right yeah uh, i will definitely look forward to that maybe you can show me a thing or two about your uh your knife technique uh maybe to buy some more things for your I <laughs> I'll be selling you on all the stuff I have in my kitchen. Um, yeah, it's tempting. It's tempting for sure. Um, well, well, we'll see. I'm, I don't need to buy any more stuff. That's for sure. I already bought an overpriced pepper grater that you don't already, that you don't even own. So one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Matt. Well, good. I'm glad we had enough time to to fill up the episode here with uh, with kitchen. Any other any other kitchen stuff we didn't get to before we uh, um, start to ram? Are you literally looking around your kitchen? No, I I feel like there was one. Oh, um, there is this really cool. I don't know. It's a very simple idea, but there are these um these like slicers that you can use for like they make like one for an apple and you can like basically you just it makes like apple slices like instantly um one thing of like eight eight things you could be describing what does it look like yeah i'm I'm trying to fit them all into one category comfortably Mm. but it's not because there's the job well there's of course you can get the deep peeler which you put the yep. apple in and spin steaks to peel off. Then you've got the very simple hand operated where it's kind of the, the, the blades are in crisscross patterns and you just push it down usually for like a potato that, or an apple. That is exactly what I'm talking oh, okay. about. Cause there's also for a second, I thought you were talking about a, what is it? A mandolin slicer. Oh, that, that, yeah. And I was, I was actually not a mandolin slicer, but there's another one that you can use for hard boiled eggs. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, with the wires? Yes. With yeah. the wires. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I like that idea that the job of of slicing things they make one for a, for potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's a really cool idea. That I know, there's it's like something to be taken taken care of so quickly like that. And there's the spiralizer as well, mm-hmm. where you can spiralize uh, various vegetables. And Matt, I bet I I have something. I think I, if you don't already own it, I feel like this is right up your alley. And that is the in the egg egg scrambler. Have you seen these? I have seen them. Those those things frighten me. <laughs> really it's an do. affront to nature. Kind of. I I would I would feel I wouldn't I don't know if I would feel very good about using one of those. But it scrambles it right in the egg. It does, which is great, and it, it saves a heck of a lot of time. But I I kind of like scrambling the eggs myself. Is that weird? It just like something about it feels good. Like, That's another good kitchen. You have to have a really good whisk. Yes, and it, has, it should be so a metal important. whisk. Mm-hmm. No, okay. I know people with plastic whisks. Don't be a fool. Get the metal whisk. <laughs> yeah, and do it in your mixing bowl. That's a great place to whisk stuff up. That's a pro tip because you just got taller sides, so you can really get the whip going. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love whisks. Are great. Gotta have them, man. This is great. You know, Matt, you got me thinking, you know, one of these days we should do an episode of um, As Seen on TV products. Yeah, we should. You know, like like his both historical ones and kind of modern day ones. 
Because you, you're making me think of like the Slap Chop and the Ron Popeil, you know, set it and forget it rotisserie oven and um, a lot of um, a lot of cooking devices have been sold that way. Yeah, I'd be down for that. A QVC episode. <laughs> well, I've told we you, I mean, that is, it is my life's dream to be a QVC salesperson. So, well, I think you'd be a great, uh, a great salesperson. Oh, well, thank you. Just try not to cut yourself like that. <laughs> I would do that. Video with the sword. But that's always why they have the chef with the host. So the host doesn't yeah. have to do the, and they're the ones who taste all the food. They don't have to actually cook. They're like, oh, wow, that's really great. You know? But they don't have to ever actually, Matt. Could you? I think you and I could do a good QVC segment. I think we could do an a fantastic. Hey everybody! Thanks for joining us here on In the Kitchen with Sean and Matt. Coming up in the next hour, we've got some fantastic knives that have to be seen to be believed. But coming up right now, we're here with Matt Mariani, and he's talking to us today about uh, in the egg egg scramblers. Matt, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome, Sean. I love being here selling these products with you. Well, absolutely, Matt. So uh, today you've got something real special for the folks at home. It is an in-the-egg egg scrambler. And I know most people haven't heard about this, but I think it's a really interesting concept to reduce mess in the kitchen because I, I don't know about you, but I am a messy cook. And anything I can do to reduce mess is really something I look forward to. What, what, do, you, what do we got here for the folks at home? Well, look, if you're too damn lazy to scramble your own eggs... Um, and you, you know, in this, this modern society, you want everything done instantaneously, uh, then you could just press this button and bam, the, the eggs will scramble for you and cook for you and do your taxes for you. And, and what's and, really great, you know, Matt, all sizes of eggs, we've got medium, large, extra large, double extra large, any kind of egg up to and including an ostrich egg you can fit inside the in the egg scrambler. And even better, Matt, we have it today on six easy payments of a buck ninety nine a piece, so we'll spread that over your credit card over six months. So really, you can get it home today. Call our operators; they're standing by. We have a few left in stock. Matt, tell us what colors this comes in today. I mean, why spend your time doing anything? Why, why, why spend your time whisking eggs when you could be doing something else? Or why spend your time, you know, do, cooking it at all? Why don't Why not just call it up and, and have the food delivered to you right to your door? Take Matt, like 10 seconds. I think you're a little off topic, Matt. I, again, I want to focus you on the In the Egg Scrambler. I think people are really going to be interested in picking this up, bringing this home, shipped right to does their door. Does it come door. in multiple colors? Why, did, why, does it, why, did, why would one need more than one color with this Well, you know, Matt, you want it, we, we have it over here. We have it in uh, Corvette Red. We have it over oh. here in a beautiful uh, lavender purple. And you see over here, Matt, this is a, an exclusive to QVC today. We've got it in this turquoise color, but amounts are limited. Let me check with the producer. How many do we have left? I'm told we have 200 of them remaining, and they're going fast, so you're going to want to call now. Uh, now on the line, we have uh, a user of the In the Egg Scrambler. His name is um, uh, uh, Todd, call. Todd Stevenson, and he's on the phone right now. Todd, uh, I'm told that you're, uh, you own an In the Egg Scrambler. Tell us about how you like it. Well, uh, I like my in egg scrambler just fine. I think it's a good product. Or I don't know how I live without this egg scrambler. I just got to tell you, it changed my life. Wow, wow, Todd, that sounds very exciting. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about how it how it changed your life. What have you been able to do with all the time you've saved, not having to scramble the egg yourself? Well, I don't got to scramble my eggs no more. So I, you know, I took up, uh, I took up. The saxophone instead. The saxophone. Wow. That We don't guarantee that will happen if you purchase the product, but we're glad to hear satisfied customers. Todd, thank you for shopping with us today. We always appreciate hearing some positive stories about our products here on QVC. You're welcome, Mr. Sean. You are a fine American. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. Listen, folks, time is running out. Please call now. Operators are standing by to get you the In the Egg Egg Scambler. Again, six easy payments delivered to your door uh, very quickly. Uh, and you'll be you'll be having pre-scrambled eggs in no time. Matt, thank you for joining us today. There you go. We can end the bit. But that was a good bit. We could do this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. We could. We could all this Dungeons and Dragons gave us a lot of practice for role playing here. No, I I think I think Matt, we've got a future in TV sales. Yeah, that was fun. You know, we should do um, a, we should do a creative exercise episode where we write our own infomercial, where we come up with a product. That we we could Why sell on TV, and then we and then we we perform the info. We figure out like what the because every infomercial I learned this, 
they have the, it's all the same bits, right? So you have to show what the problem is. You have to introduce the product. Then you have the big demonstration. You know, like if it's a saw, they cut a car in half or some real big gimmick. Um, you show off the features, the inter- the the demo, um, and then you you add in the bonus features. Like if you call now, we'll also include, and then it's a whole thing. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's that is pretty much the the pattern that they all follow, right? Yeah, we got to think about that. All right, I think that would be a lot of fun. Well, it's always fun here, Matt. I think I think we've more than proven that. We appreciate everyone out there for joining us. We got to wrap it up here. We're out of time. Talk kitchen gadgets. We hope you had as much fun as we did on the show. I want to do a little teasing here and there. Of course, uh, if you listened last time to our uh, movie draft episode, hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. I want to remind everybody that our um, movie draft contest where you the fan can enter um it closes april 17th uh, if you're listening to it after that sorry but um pick the ice cream movie of the summer you might be able to win a tote bag and a 20 dollars amazon gift card to enter go to our website up for debate.tv slash movies there's a link there and you can follow along with the summer league all summer long there as well for all our episodes the main website up for debate.tv is there uh you can click and get all the past episodes and links to where you can subscribe on places like itunes stitcher radio google play music um tune in radio really anywhere you can get podcasts um and of course the video version is on youtube as well and on soundcloud and we're really all over the place at up for debate tv on twitter um and lastly i want to let everyone know you know uh up for debate is a proud member of the coffee and beer family of podcasts and you can get all of them at coffeeandbeer.tv uh including our sister shows don't panic uh on technology and of course game nights on dungeons and dragons where we're having a lot of fun um if you can't get enough of our content you should definitely check it out there uh, we will be back next time with a topic to be determined but we guarantee at minimum it will be fun uh on behalf of matt this is sean thanking everybody for joining us and hoping we'll see you next time for even more fun discussion here on up for debate 